And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Right. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everybody is doing well and staying safe these days. Lots to talk about right here on the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We wrap up our list of the five greatest moments in Islanders history. We'll have a, a little bit about the Islanders' first playoff series win in 23 years. That will be our topic for today. We also have a look back at a thrilling game in uh, this date in Islanders history that included a playoff penalty shot. And we have a signing, folks. The Islanders signing a draft choice to a entry-level contract, plus the latest news about the NHL and when it might be getting back underway. If you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, Feel free to shoot us an email. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And uh, you could also contact us or follow us on Twitter, the Twitter account at LockedOnIsles. And you can also follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news and discussions and rumors and anything else that is happening in the world of the New York Islanders. All right, let's uh, start off with the first piece of actual news. And I was thrilled uh, to get the email from the Islanders PR department announcing an actual hockey event. And it was nice to see that the Islanders signed defenseman Samuel Balduke uh, to a three-year entry-level contract. The Islanders selected him in the second round of the 2019 NHL entry draft, 57th pick overall. This year, 11 goals, 32 assists in 61 games that he split in juniors between uh, two teams, the Blainville Boisbriand Armada and the Sherbrooke Phoenix. He was traded in the midst of a season, the 43 points in 61 games was his career high. They were eighth most among defensemen in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And he is a power play specialist. Three of his goals and 16 of his assists came during the man advantage. And he had a plus 13 rating. Uh, cool things about Balduke, he is, first of all, a left-handed shot, and he is a big man. The Laval, Quebec native, 6'4", 211 pounds, 
And you have to sort of figure that by the time he reaches the NHL, gets, you know, he's 19 years old now, uh, he'll be 20 in December. Let's say it takes him another season or two of uh, playing in uh, Bridgeport, most likely, before he's ready for the NHL. You'd be talking about, you know, probably weighing closer to, uh, instead of 211, maybe closer to 220, uh, put on some muscle, get some more strength to him, and uh, get him ready to play in the NHL. Look, defensemen, generally speaking, take longer to be ready for the National Hockey League than forwards do. Part of that is the same reason that power forwards need more time. It's a different physical demand for a defenseman, and the idea that you need to be able to clear opposing players out of your goalie's crease area and, you know, win battles in the corners requires more strength and more size, and it's one thing to do that against teenagers in juniors, and it's another thing to do that against grown men in the National Hockey League. So, good news, Samuel Bolduc uh, joining officially the Islanders organization, and uh, I assume next year, uh, first of all, he'll probably be in training camp with the Islanders, and then he will be back and uh, probably start the season, I'm guessing, uh, in Bridgeport. And look, also, even if he's not an Islander right away, the Sound Tigers certainly adding a second-round pick, a highly regarded defenseman to their lineup, and we know they struggled this year, is a plus. And wow, it is great for me, A, to talk about a signing, and B, to talk about actual on-ice prospects for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers again. So we have that little piece of news right now, and it's a uh, good news for the New York Islanders. Meanwhile, uh, again, the National Hockey League talking more about informally opening up training camps for teams to have informal warm-up sessions and, and, and practice sessions by mid to late May. So we're at least two to four weeks away. And again, you're going to hear a lot of contradictory uh, reports, what the league could do, what the league might do, but you got to end up taking these things one step at a time. This is, for better or for worse, a fluid situation. And, you know, depending on, you know, 31 states, according to uh, the news today are at least partially opening up right now within the next few days as we turn the calendar to May. And, you know, how things go two or three weeks after that, whether or not there is another spike in cases as a result of opening businesses and relaxing social distancing, that will go a long way to determining how quickly and how safely the NHL can even begin these informal workouts for players, and they have to, of course, have enough testing, have the medical go-ahead. But, again, the conversation surrounding the league has to do with when do we get started again, how do we get started again, where do we get started again, and that in and of itself has got to be encouraging for hockey fans everywhere. 
Well, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now, because I can get food delivered without leaving the house. Or even opening my door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now, when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. And listen up, you guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now, too. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS and, and or Android, find your favorites, and get everything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to May the 1st, 1984, the site, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Game four of the Islanders playoff series against the Montreal Canadiens. Islanders at this point are the four-time defending Stanley Cup champions. This is game four of the Prince of Wales Conference Final. So the winner of this series goes on to the Stanley Cup Final uh, to face eventually the Edmonton Oilers. So we have this game for... Montreal won the first two games of the series at the Forum in Montreal, winning game one, three to nothing, winning game two, four to two. Islanders bounced back and won game three at the Nassau Coliseum by a score of five to two. So the Islanders needed to win to even up the series before they headed back to Montreal. The goaltenders in this one, Steve Penny in between the pipes for Montreal. If it's a playoff game back then, you know, the Islanders were almost certainly going with Billy Smith. Islanders would get on the board first. It happened early. Rick Green of Montreal called for hooking at 328, and the Islanders take advantage. Tomas Janssen gets his third goal of the playoffs from Brian Trottier and Clark Gillies at 4:18, and the Islanders had the one nothing lead. But Greg Gilbert of the Islanders heads off for a holding at 11:24, and that gives Montreal a power play opportunity. Steve Shutt gets his seventh goal of the playoffs from Larry Robinson and Chris Chelios. Wow, three Hall of Famers all in on this goal. Time of the goal 12:31. It's a power play goal. The game is even at one apiece. Now, we have some more drama with the game still tied at one. And at this point, Mats Nasland of the Montreal Canadiens 
skates in. He is tripped up on the play by Gord Deneen. It was a breakaway. And so Nasland is awarded a penalty shot on Billy Smith. Nasland skated in, faked to his left, moved to his right, and tried to open up the five hole, make a backhand shot, but it went right into the pads of Billy Smith. Smith gets a standing ovation from the crowd at the Nassau Coliseum as he makes the save, and the game remains all even at one apiece. Late in the second period, the Islanders would break on top. Mike Bossy gets his sixth of the playoffs, assist to Ken Morrow at 16:40, and after two periods, the Islanders had a 2-1 lead. In the third period, the Islanders would extend that lead, and they would do it early. Gord Deneen, his first of the playoffs from John Tonelli at 2:24, that makes it a 3-1 hockey game. And then the Islanders' penalty killers had to go to work. Less than a minute after this goal, Dennis Potvan called for hooking at 3:12. Then a minute 18 later, Brent Sutter. Heads off for cross-checking, and briefly, Montreal had a two-man advantage. But Billy Smith, always known as Mr. Clutch, comes up big. The Islanders' penalty kill comes up big, and the Islanders are able to keep that two-goal advantage. Later in the game, things get rough. Chris Nyland of Montreal called for a double minor for roughing. While Brian Trottier was called for boarding five minutes, Ken Morrow, a two-minute roughing penalty. So again, Montreal with a golden opportunity to take advantage of a major penalty and a long power play. But again, the Islanders' penalty kill and the goaltending of Billy Smith hold them at bay. And then late in the game, Guy Carboneau high sticks Mike Bossy. Bossy called for elbowing at 18.03 when he is pretty much defending himself. Both of them go off for two minutes, and Mark Hunter heads off, again, the old days. You're sending a message in the final minute of the game. Hunter called for slashing with 20 seconds left, but in the end, the Islanders skate away with a 3-1 to victory. Billy Smith solid in goal, 26 saves in this one. In 27 shots against him. No Islander with a multiple point game in this one. John Tanelli, the only Islander who was a plus two as far as shots on goal. Dennis Potvan leading the Islanders with five. Butch Goring had four shots on goal for the Islanders. Islanders, even this series, at two games apiece, they would end up winning the series in six games. So after falling behind 2-0, the Islanders go on to win the next four games and eliminate the Montreal Canadiens to extend their playoff series win streak to 19 games. That is a record that now uh, still stands 36 years later. And uh, I'll tell you something. It's a record that I think out of all the records that the Islanders dynasty team set the 19 straight playoff series is going to be the hardest one to match because, again, it takes four series now to win a Stanley Cup, but with the salary cap 
and free agency, changing the personnel of teams, the odds of teams winning two cups in a row, let alone four and then going to the finals a fifth time, slim to none. That 19 series straight wins is a record that will not be broken any time soon. All right, so here is our final moment in our five greatest moments in Islanders history. And again, I I, I could have done the four Stanley Cup winning games and, and, you know, and then added one more, but I didn't think that was right. It would kind of get repetitive. Uh, I did do the Bobby Nystrom goal. I did the Easter epic. I did the two big draft choices that I think changed the franchise a lot in Dennis Potvan and John Tavares uh, as far as great moments. And now I am doing this moment to close it up. To me, to have all five moments be part of the dynasty years or the years leading up to the dynasty isn't the best way to go. And for fans who are, let's say, under 40, the dynasty years are really a history lesson rather than a memory. So I wanted to touch on one moment that I think was magical uh, that was a little more recent. And I I could have gone with the Al Arbor returning to coach the Islanders moment. I would give that honorable mention. Uh, We talked last week about the, uh, the, the goal on the penalty shot back in 2002 by Sean Bates. That was a magical moment, but We talked about it last week, so I didn't want to include it again. And, of course, the Islanders did not win that series. So that, to me, while the moment was magical, it sort of lessens the impact a little bit. So I'm going to go as far as our final moment is concerned. And uh, I want to thank Billy from Hop Hog for emailing in and suggesting this one. Uh, April 24th, 2016, at the Barclays Center. Islanders facing the Florida Panthers in Game 6 of their opening round playoff series. The Islanders won Games 1, 3, and 5, while Florida won Games 2 and 4. And this was a tight series. Islanders win Game 1, 5, 4. You have a 3-1 game for the Florida Panthers in Game 2. Islanders win Game 3 in overtime. Panthers win 2-1. Uh, in Game 4, Islanders win in double overtime in Game 5, 2-1. to one. So here are two teams that are just so, so evenly matched going after each other. And the Islanders, coming into this game, had a chance to close things out at home and win their first playoff series in 23 years. So a lot at stake the last time the Islanders had won a playoff series before this year was 1993 when they went on that magic run to reach the Stanley uh, uh, the conference finals uh, in the Eastern Conference. Panthers have Roberto Luongo, the ex-Islander, as their goaltender in this one, the Islanders, countering with Tomas Grice. And in the first period, it was Florida getting on the board first. Jonathan Huberdeau, his first from Vincent Trocheck and UC Jokinen in 1858, and Florida had drawn first blood. They led one to nothing. 
in the second period. Grice doing a good job of keeping the Islanders close and in this hockey game. The Panthers had a pair of power play opportunities in a game that did not have a lot of penalties. First, Nikolai Kuhleman called for hooking at 10-22. Islanders able to kill the penalty off. Then Kyle Oposo called for tripping at 17-26, and it looked like Florida would have another penalty, but just nine seconds later, Yuri Hudler of the Panthers called for interference, and that was a very brief nine-second power play. The game drags into the third period, both teams getting one power play chance in the third Thomas Hickey called for interference at 9-11 of the third period. Again, Grice and the Islanders able to kill it off. And then Jonathan Huberdeau cross-checking at 12:37 gives the Islanders a power play chance, but they are unable to get it done. Islanders pull Grice in the final minute of play in the third period. They are less than one minute away from having to go back to Florida for a seventh and deciding game. But John Tavares comes through with his fourth goal of the playoffs, assists to Nikolai Kuhleman and Nick Letty at 19.06, and the game heads to overtime. No scoring or penalties in the first overtime period. Both teams had lots and lots of chances, and you'll see that when I discuss the final stats in this game. Finally, midway through the double overtime period, both teams exhausted. Remember, they had just played a double overtime game in Game 5. John Tavares swoops into the Florida zone, takes a shot, goes behind the net, and beats Roberto Luongo on a wraparound on his own rebound. To get his fifth goal of the playoffs, assists to Kyle Oposo and Alan Quine. And at 10.41 of the double overtime, the Islanders end the series and the game. A 2-1 double overtime victory that gave the Islanders their first playoff series win in 23 years. Roberto Luongo, 49 saves in a losing effort. He played spectacularly for Florida. Tomas Grice, 41 saves. He played outstanding hockey for the New York Islanders. He was in net for 89 minutes and 56 seconds in this one. John Tavares, the only Islander with a multiple-point game. He had both goals. Kyle Laposo led the Islanders with eight shots on goal, followed by Tavares with six. As far as ice time goes, Travis Hamanek, 39 minutes, six seconds. Nick Letty, 39 minutes, 12 seconds. Kyle Laposo out there for 34 minutes and 23 seconds, and John Tavares, 34-49. So, Big ice time totals when you get into a double overtime game. But to me, looking back at the Islanders' entire tenure at the Barclays Center, this was the greatest moment that they had. The game took a hair less than four hours. But the Islanders get their first series win in 23 years, 2-1 to one over the Florida Panthers, April 24th, 2016, the 
fifth and final moment in our look at the greatest moments in Islanders franchise history. I hope everybody is going to have a great weekend. This wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. We will be back with more great Islanders content on Monday. Thanks for listening to this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On HL. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Stay safe. Keep that social distancing going. And of course, let's go Islanders.